With your latest news, I'm April Cummings. We begin with the latest from the Cayman Islands Coast Guard, Commander Robert Scotland. A body was recovered from the ocean, and we are in the process of trying to identify if this is in fact a missing gentleman. Further updates will follow once we can confirm that this is in fact a missing gentleman. The Coast Guard, along with police, shifted to search and recovery earlier today, conducting an extensive line search with the help of divers and snorkelers. The initial call came in on Monday around 7.30 p.m. There are still many unanswered questions about the specifics of this incident. Information those of us who weren't there don't know. But when something like this happens, it raises the question about what can be done to stop it from happening again. I spoke to a water sport operator earlier today to get some of his thoughts about safety on the water. If a boat springs a leak and it starts taking on water and you've got 10 minutes, you know, you can get to those life vests. You can make sure everybody has a life vest. You can descend a mayday. You can do all kinds of things. But someone falling overboard and no one noticing for 60 seconds or even worse, two or three minutes, if they're a non-swimmer, they're probably going to perish. And so that's why you you just got to stop that from happening in the first place. Troy Leacock is the owner-operator of Crazy Crab Private Charters. He's been in the business about six years now and runs smaller charters than the one involved in the man overboard incident. While he isn't casting judgment on the operator involved, he says safety is vital for the industry as a whole. And Mr. Leacock believes that having the right safety equipment is only part of the solution. They fell off of a boat after dark. In boating and in safety, the going from day into night changes everything, absolutely everything. You know, so your the 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 situational awareness of the crew is diminished at night. The situational awareness of the people on the boat, you know, other passengers, is significantly reduced. So you have to have almost a different procedure for safety at night than you have in the daytime. Mr. Leacock says the right equipment and the right procedures in place can save lives. More positives for SARS-CoV-2 today. There have been 618 PCR tests done for the virus SARS-CoV-2, which you know causes COVID-19 disease. This is since the last report yesterday morning. Of these, there are two positive tests in travelers on exit from quarantine and 13 positive tests from the community, of which eight of whom are children. Chief Medical Officer Dr. John Lee says 75% of the population is now fully vaccinated. We are still at 78% for first doses of the COVID vaccine, and 687 people have had a third or booster dose. The lateral flow test, the first order, arrived on the British Airways flight on Monday evening and are now being stored at the HSA whilst we work out the plans to deploy them. Obviously, this first deployment will be in um, school children, as that's where we know we have a current outbreak. Health City Cayman Islands today says it is the first private health care facility on island to acquire lateral flow tests for COVID-19. Government recently announced that rapid antigen or lateral flow tests will be approved as part of the country's strategy for adapting and responding to living with COVID-19 in the community. HCCI says while PCR tests remain the highest standard for accuracy and confidence, the chief medical officer has stated that the lateral flow tests can successfully assist in quickly identifying potential 
social positives in the community, allowing for the safe resumption of many activities that are impacted by the current regulations in place to stem the spread of COVID-19 in the islands. Tomorrow at 3 p.m., government is planning to hold a live press briefing to discuss the isolation periods, vaccination requirements, vaccination booster program, and, of course, lateral flow tests. Radio Command plans to carry the briefing live. You can also tune in via CIGTV on Facebook or YouTube. Outpourings of gratitude from Roatan and Bay Islands Governor Dino Silvestri on Tuesday after the arrival of a Cayman Airways plane full of relief supplies in the wake of a massive fire that ravaged Banaka in the Bay Islands. Uh, we're very thankful that the people of Cayman, the Premier of Cayman, um, they answered the, one of our, the pleas from our sister island of Banaka, you know, all the tragedy that happened there, and they coordinated to bring one humanitarian flight with Cayman Airways to be able to deliver help from the Caymanian government as well as a lot of islanders or Bay Islanders that live in Cayman that are sending stuff to the families. Audio there, courtesy of Bay Islands Entertainment TV. The shipment spent the day being cleared by customs in order for it lawfully to be shipped to the Bay Islands for distribution. There are still plenty of opportunities available to donate to those who have lost their homes in Guanaja, Honduras. Radio Cayman's Felisa Rankin-Solens explains. October 1st was a dark day for Guanaja. A fire early Saturday is what the residents of the Bay Islands of Honduras began their weekend with. It quickly tore through, leaving destruction in its wake to the 4,000 people who call it home. Latrice Haylock, co-organizer of Guanaja Relief. Um, you know, I think a lot, a lot of people um, have lost their homes and at least 200 homes were burnt down. And based on the pictures and everything, you can see the size of the island. And pretty much this has ravaged at least half of the island. There are donation locations set up across the island asking for basic human essentials and COVID safety materials, such as hand sanitizers and masks. So in West Bay, there is a Langley Powery building, and then there is a contact there, uh, Ms. Sophia Bryan, uh, Ms. Eva Tomlinson, they have their numbers, 925-1875 and 916-2784. Then we have um, Prospect, uh, Marina Drive, and um, the contact person for that is Sherry Ann Smith, 917-4791. Then we have East End. Carmelie Pearson's resident, and um, Ms. Carmelie's number is 926-8536. And then um, there's Northside, the Craddock Civic Center, and Ms. Feliciana Ebanks, 926-5021. Ms. Haylock hopes that the people of the Cayman Islands, which have so many ties to Honduras, can find any way possible to contribute to this cause. But Honduras, of course, is very dear. We have a lot of people who have families here on island, including myself. Um, I have, a, an, I believe she's a 98-year-old aunt who, whose house has been burnt down, um, you know. So there's so many different age groups from, you know, young children to very old people who have been affected. And any sort of assistance from the Cayman Islands um, is greatly appreciated. On Friday, October 15th, Parcel 110 will host a happy hour special from 5 till 10 p.m. to raise proceeds. Donations are also welcome. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Zollins. Parcel 110 is in Georgetown on Cardinal Avenue on the third floor of Royal Plaza. For more info, contact Latrice Haylock at 923-0990. 
Seasoned and newbie actors alike are being tapped this weekend as the Cayman Drama Society searches for the perfect players in their upcoming thriller. Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller speaks with co-director Paul DeFratis about this weekend's event. So, Paul, I understand there is a new production in the works and um, things actually kick off this weekend. What's going on? We're auditioning this coming Sunday for a play called The Deception of Catherine Vasque. It's been described by critics as one of the greatest modern pieces of the thriller genre. And anybody who wants to audition should contact me on 916-6331 or send an email to me at paul at cds.ky by no later than Thursday evening so that we can receive their applications by Friday evening. So what's the story about? It involves a husband and wife who suffered the loss of their son in kind of tragic circumstances. They have a friend, a priest who after much soul searching and at the request of the wife, decides to refer the couple to a medium and her assisting husband. And although the script indicates ages for the couple, the priests and the mediums, we're not sticking to that. Instead, we're looking for the right combinations to play the roles, two husbands and wives and a priest of appropriate ages, visually and practically. And we also encourage budding actors to audition because it builds confidence even if they're not chosen due to the vision for the play. So the auditions are taking place this weekend, but the show production isn't until 2020, right? The actors will be learning their lines through November and December and will start rehearsals with the fully constructed set in in mid-January. The rehearsals are important because there are so many special effects involved in the seance, which takes place at the end of the play. For more information, head to cds.ky. That is your latest local news from Radio Cayman's Newsroom. I'm April Cummings.